Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
Welcome, everybody. This is Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, June 27th, 8.39 p.m. Thank you so much for being live uh, with us. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, Orlando lost against Cincinnati. Uh, we saw an alternate uh, lineup. Uh, I think what we're aiming for, and I keep repeating this, and I think we've all done it in this show, is uh, we're aiming for the U.S. Open Cup. So, um, you know, we'll definitely we'll discuss what happened in Cincinnati for sure because they, I think, uh, found a way to beat us um, the past uh, this season. You know, I think we've lost every game we play against them, and uh, that's something that definitely one pass past the Open Cup we need to definitely analyze and uh, and win, right? Win against Cincinnati. It's a beatable team. They just uh, play very compact and they did their game, and also the crowd was like incredible in T TQL Stadium. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about Nashville, you know, what are our expectations against uh, this tough opponent that we have and our aspirations in the U.S. Open Cup. And we'll talk about that and more uh, with me as Dave and Paola. David, how are you today? Doing great. Thank you, Luis, Paola. I hope everybody had a great weekend, a good Monday. I want to uh, start by saying that uh, the club has lost a pioneer and uh, an individual that was a friend not only to this show, but to all podcasters and content creators. And, and that was uh, uh, Diogo Kosho, hopefully Diogo, I'm not butchering your last name, uh, who uh, for the last eight years was a VP of uh, communications, uh, a friend to us all. Somebody that was always accessible, somebody that was always willing to clarify uh, situations with the club, uh, rumors and things like that. And uh, he has decided to move on. I wish you nothing but the best, Diogo Mazolta, for all the work that you have done for Orlando City. Uh, I know I know that wherever you go, you're going to do fantastic. And, and I, although I have already told you that, on social media, I wanted to I wanted to say here. Um, uh, with that said, uh, yes, uh, we dropped points in Cincinnati. There's reasons for that. We're obviously, we're gonna discuss those things. I also want to talk about real quick our U17s defeated one zero Inter Miami uh, Academy in the MLS Next Club playoffs, eliminating. The uh, our rivals to the south. That's always something to be celebrated. Um, and on top of that, uh, my friends, we had another victory by the uh, by the academy. The U17s this just in uh, have defeated San Jose Earthquake Academy in PKs. Moving on, U17s. These U17s are gonna be producing a lot of a lot of players for this club. A lot of there's a lot of talent in, in, in our academy. I'm very proud to say that. And lastly, uh, over the weekend, specifically uh, early this morning, around one, two o'clock in the morning, um, uh, our Lions, uh, Wilfredo Rivera and uh, Ian Silva uh, played in, unfortunately, in a lost cause, 6 0 against Mexico. They play for Puerto Rico. Uh, in the CONCACAF uh, Under-20 Men's Championship. Fortunately, 
Uh, they were not able to move on, but uh, just getting there uh, was uh, something to be proud of, and, and the boys obviously will be returning back to the club soon. I already see that the comments are lining up. People are ready to talk about it. And with that said, uh, Paola. Hi, guys. Happy to be here with y'all again, like every Monday. Um, I had a good weekend. It was a tough loss for us in Cincinnati, but I was I was not expecting it. But at the same time, I was because, um, like Luis said, our priority is the U.S. Open Cup. Um, <clears throat> I thought that we were going to be a tied, for being honest. No goals. It was the best um, game for Galese. We can talk about that later. Oh, sure. But um, for me, it was, a, it was tough. You know, I, I never like to see this club uh, lose. But at the end of the day, um, my our focus needs to be on Wednesday. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm going to say this. I mean, Orlando played with, that, with an alternate team uh, because – Mauricio Pereira was down. He had a little knock. Uh, obviously, the U.S. Open Cup game. I understand the club wants to play back-to-back games, and they feel like every tournament is very important. And I have no doubt about that. Pareja said it to me in press conference. But the whole thing is the U.S. Open Cup is the, is the championship we're aiming. Uh, it, uh, at the moment, uh, realistically speaking, it, it is what we're aiming, or we can definitely win some silverware for the city of Orlando. I think uh, Oscar Pareja and his staff deserves to be carved in the history of this club for sure. And I think uh, they're going to get it done, and that's what they want to do. So Marisa Pereira had a knock. They did it for, for cautionary reasons. They didn't um, start him, or he didn't even fly to Cincinnati. He stayed in Orlando. Also, let's remember uh, Robin Jensen, right, uh, a, a big key in our, in our defense. Uh, he, he, he was suspended. And then uh, John Moutinho as well. He was dropped off out of the lineup shortly before the game. You know, he he was feeling a little bit of a knock, a uh, little, sh- n- not sharp pain, but a little pain, um, discomfort, you know, during the warmups. And um, those are key important players <laughs> for, for Orlando City. And, and, and you can tell, you know, there was nobody who would um, distribute the ball correctly in that midfield like Mauricio Pereira. So... I know many people don't like the way he, he plays. I know there's some people on Facebook that always say that, that they complain about his, his level of play. But I, I want to say this. This year, he's been consistent, in my opinion. I think he's, he has not disappointed one bit. And I think the, the games that we've missed him, uh, we've definitely suffered. Uh, what do you think about that, Dave? No, absolutely. Uh, this, this is what I can tell you guys. Nashville is not – oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Cincinnati is not a very good team. Uh, one thing they had, uh, first of all, we're talking about an organization that has won uh, four wooden spoons in a row, a team that it took them uh, four years to uh, finally defeat us. Uh, the game in Orlando uh, was the cruelty of football. You know, I always say football is cruel and unpredictable. They they have a moment of brilliance. They scored that goal, and uh, and, and 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 they won. They won the game. Uh, the game in Cincinnati, uh, like Luis was saying, we had five scratchers from our usual starting eleven. Uh, to be honest with you, they did not get the go ahead goal until they make the changes around the 60th minute. I felt that the goal that we conceded, we just 
fell asleep on the wheel. Honestly, we, we ball watching that happens. We had the opportunity to tie that game. Uh, there's three opportunities where Pato was involved. It wasn't Pato's night, unfortunately for us. Um, and uh, one of the things that I had said last Monday was FCC alongside with Austin and Portland uh, and a uh, uh, couple of other teams have very, have some of the smallest pitches. Oh, uh, Nashville uh, has some of the smallest pitches in MLS. So uh, the pitch in FC Cincinnati alongside the teams that I just mentioned is only five yards, which is about 16 feet bigger than the, the abomination that we have in, uh, in Yankee Stadium. So it's, it's a very cagey environment. Uh, I, I, I felt that uh, set pieces and the counterattack was going to be uh, what was going to be the decisive factor. And as you guys saw, we lost the ball in the midfield and they made us pay. Unfortunately, things did not go our way. And I know all of you uh, that are listening to me, I upset because FCC, the, 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 um, the Twitter uh, admin has made a, a, a meal out of a morsel. They, they posted the, the thing like with our Wikipedia, like they own us and all this other stuff. Listen, if I was a Ooh. team with, yeah, they did that. They, they, they posted, yeah, they posted, uh, I can show you later. They posted oh, wow. like uh, the Wikipedia where they own us, uh, owners, uh, all this other stuff. Listen, the fact is, they 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 are flying close to the sun, and we're gonna bring them back to back to earth. The fact is, is they're a very bad team that just got the best out of us. It happens in football. We have we have been swept by teams before. Nobody is screaming uh, bloody murder. We managed to make playoffs, and with this, I finish. Um, the fact is, is that all weekend they're like, oh, we're doing great, we're doing it. Listen, you still have the worst away record. The, way, the worst home record, the victory over Orlando City Friday was your eighth victory at home. At home. Yeah, since you inaugurated that stadium. That wouldn't be my club. So it's it's what it is. Enjoy. You beat us all fair and square. And that's fine. But we have, we have knocked your teeth in several times over the years. When OCB played you in USL, we used to mop the floor with you. A league where you failed to win championships. We won championships, you know, just because we were feeling like it. So, again, in, in football, if you are going to go to that level of disrespect and that level of audacity, unfortunately, football has ways to come back and bring you back to earth. Uh, to those fans that I, I interacted with and to the admin I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to give you the preview. I'm personally going to ship them a one of those big sp wooden spoons that our grandmas used to hang on the wall. I personally, with my own money, I'm going to send them a big spoon. I'm going to send them up. If, if, if they don't finish last, I'm going to send them a plaque to remind them that they are not making playoffs fifth year in a row, but at least they defeated Orlando twice. And I already found the admin's name, the address, and everything. I'm going to do that, and you guys are going to get to see it. Paola. The, the reality is, like Luis said and, and David said, we were not in our top on Saturday. They were key players missing, and we were a headache for them in the first half. Let's be honest. The game started changing 
when Lucho Acosta went in. That's it. That's it. That's right. That's right. That's, That's it. And we and and what I like about Williams is he, he was nervous at the beginning, right? Because Montiño was supposed to go in, and then all of a sudden, hey, buddy, come on, it's your turn. If I'm a 17-year-old, I will be like, oh, oh, Lord. So, but he, he did a tremendous job. He had the, I like his long passes. He has vision, right? And the long passes that he was trying to get to Cara or to Facundo on the other, on the other side, that was amazing. So I'm, I'm expecting for him to develop. And, and, and it is what it is. This is the type of situation when you can see the development of the player. So Williams is getting, you know, those those kind of, you know, breaking the ice kind of situation um, with this game, for sure. Um, Antonio Carlos is back. He's not 100% because he told it in the after um, interview with, with Gabby. But he's back. And, and, and that's something that we, we need to look forward. He's not going don't, to – I don't see him playing 90 minutes on – on Wednesday, I could probably be wrong. I'm surprised to see him. Exactly. I will be I will be surprised. So and then like like David said, it we were just ball looking on that goal. If not, Galese clean sheet will be will would have been the best clean sheet of all times in Orlando. You know. Um, um oh, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 go ahead, finish, finish your thought. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was I was gonna say that Smith was the only one defender that he tried to to go and, and help him and he missed by a pinch, not by much, but we were like looking at the ball and I was like, No, what are you doing? We 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 almost got got it. So and and like like you said, David, Pato was not being him. Facundo, um, he he lost a lot of the balls. I don't know what happened there. Like it was a lot of miscommunication. I don't know how many candles Cincinnati turned on on Saturdays, to be honest. So so they can win us, but it was not our best, and we we were still a headache for them. So we need to find a when when Pereira is down. We need to find a replacement for Pereira for sure. I mean, we need to find some someone in our in our mid that steps up to that. To that plate and that has been a point of contention Luis uh on, on who do we find I think, um, I think Facundo Torre needs to step up a little bit regarding that I mm -hmm. think he could, he could play the position and uh but I, I think he he has the the creativity to to have free reigns to create he's done it in Peñarol uh, I think uh, I believe he needs to be the one who steps up and then play with two wingers uh, and and him not being a winger, him playing a straight right behind the number nine, right behind the the striker. And uh, what happened yesterday is the lack of production of the offense. So, I mean, what happened against Cincinnati? It was a lack of production of the offense. If if, if we're completely serious here, here's the the actual. Uh, you know, it was a lack of production. Andres Perea, unfortunately, he's a six. Uh, he, he he's not he's not supposed to play right behind Urgent Cara. Um, he, 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 he's not a creator. He's not a, he's not a played creator. Uh, I, I would have said, in my opinion, I would have done something completely different. I would have put Facundo right behind Urgent Cara because he'll have more free reign to create right there. He's played that position in the past. As winger, I would have probably put Pato right from the gecko. I would have not played with Andres Perea. I would have just played with Urso and Cesar Araujo. Uh, if if I knew that an AC was gonna come in, then 
you know, what I would have done is Kyle Smith goes to left back and AC takes over that position, which I think um, is what I ended up doing anyways. But we're, we're seeing, I think, a lack of depth in the attack. And I know there's going to be players coming in, but Erjan Cara cannot produce without Mauricio Pereira. I think all the goals he scored are because he's been playing in the team. I know Mauricio has been playing in the team. So we need to find that. And I think um, Facundo is it, in my opinion. I think he needs to create a little bit more. Now, I've also seen Facundo switching sides a lot, which I know he can do. But in this game, this team right here, it was a very limited team uh, when it comes to depth. And uh, yes, they got Brandon Vasquez, which is a really good striker. But Brenner, Brenner, uh, the Brazilian ex Sao Paulo, he has not been producing the way the club, uh, their club wants to, and he's a designated player. In my opinion, uh, I think uh, Orlando could have. I mean, I think with with Jansen, with the with the key players that we missed, Orlando could have easily won this game. I will say this, but we cannot because the se- we're, we're halfway of the season, right? We cannot have that. Everyone needs to play at the same level. So there has to be a plan B and a plan C. So we cannot just expect for Mauricio to play every single game. So we need to have a plan B, right? We need it. We, and so I think th- that, that I would apply in my opinion. Let's, let's read some comments before we switch uh, to, to David here. Mark Rodriguez, he says, hello, LPO. Wanted to say hello now, but I will catch the show later tonight. Thank you so much. Jesus Gamun, the U.S. Open Cup is a different tournament. I don't think uh, it matters how, how you're doing in the MLS. One by night and you're out. That's, that's completely right. Citrus FC, says, Mukhtar is playing as player of the week. Bad time to play Nashville, but let's get it. Hoping for the best. True. I mean, I mean, this is where this is where you know. You can only play who's in front of you. Exactly. Um, el miércoles vamos con todo, dice Jesús Ramón. Un saludo. Sí, aguante Jesús. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, you know, I, I asked Oscar Pereja, you know, hey, is, which game is more important? Cincinnati or, or, or the one coming up on Wednesday? We have talked about this at Nauseam, Luis and Paola. Uh, the fact is, is that $300,000 CCL spot, a trophy. If we went to, to, to we, we have to win. Listen, how it's configured right now, to me, the winner of the Open Cup 2022 is going to be one of the teams in the East. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, and, and I know that Nashville is in the West, but it's an Eastern city. Come on. Let's, let's be honest with that. Um, right now, the two teams in the West are uh, Sacramento, which is a USL championship team, flying high, giant killers. We have seen this before, friends, where teams from the lower leagues get deep into the cup and then they're brought back to earth. Okay. SKC is not a very good team at the moment. We may have a surprise. If if um, Sacramento makes it to the final uh, with the firepower that we have in the East, chances are the Eastern team is going to be the favorite, hands down. So that's that. Nashville is a very dangerous team. Uh, I have said this many times. 
Gary Smith was the manager of my team, Steve Inich. In fact, before we started recording, I was uh, telling the guys that I had spoken with several people at the club at Steve Inich about their their opinion of um, of you know Gary Smith, and they they said you know nothing but nice things. Gary Smith had a, a experience in MLS, went to England, managed there, has returned to MLS. Uh, he loves attacking football. I actually watched some videos of his time with Steve Inich, and that is super attacking football. It's it's one where it punishes you by the, uh, by distributing the ball from the midfield to the wings and then attacking from there, uh, basically either crossing the ball or on the ground passing the ball to the the number nine or number ten, which is basically how these goals happen. If you if you guys watched the last game that uh, Nashville had against DC, they just punished them the same way over and over. And on our game last year against them in the playoffs, if you guys remember, we went ahead early on the game, but they 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 caught us off guard and 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 they punished us that way. Um, and, uh, unfortunately, la- I-, I can say that last year we didn't have an answer for that. Uh, I don't think that we have an answer for this year. So in my opinion, our key to, to win this game, because obviously Red Bull is a different story and I don't want to talk about Red Bulls because first we got to get there, right? Um, the, the, the fact is, is what we need to do is we need to take them to the distance. They're not a very good team when you push them beyond the 90 minutes. They're an awful team uh, taking PKs, as we saw last year. Orlando City has never lost a, P- a PK round in the history of the club since 2011. I don't think we're going to start on Wednesday night. So we got, we have to take them the distance. We, we are playing at home. We have the fans uh, with us. But let's be honest, it's not going to be a full house. So the fan base could be a factor, but I'm going to say no. Weather, they are Southern City, so no, it's not a factor. They are on their second game on the road. Uh, they play Saturday in D.C. They're going to be with us on Wednesday. They have a game on the weekend. It's We may take that to our advantage, but we have to score first. We have to score first, and we have to make them run. We, gotta make, we have to make them chase the game. If we allow them to score first, Luis and Paola, Unfortunately, my opinion is we're going to lose this game. Sure. Um, I, look, um, I believe it's, 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 it's a very good team. It's, it's playing uh, very, very good football. And I, I'm going to say there's one player that wants to win everything that, that he can win this year, and it's this guy right here. Um, he, he wants to win everything uh, for, for, for the club. Uh, he has a determination of winning everything, of stepping up if it needs to be. And uh, I think when it comes to penalty kicks, uh, he did his part in, in, uh, in his national team. He, he's done his part in the club. You know, he saved, you know his performance uh, against Cincinnati was outstanding. You know, nothing, nothing but outstanding for, for, for Pedro Galese. So... I think we are on the win-win in there, but also penalties are a Russian roulette, right? Unfortunately, um, you know, 
depends a lot on how much you practice penalty kicks. So I'm, I'm assuming that I'm sure Pareja staff know this already and they should be practicing penalties. And I'm talking about the Andres Pereas, the Rodrigo Schlegels, the Taylor, the, the Thomas Williams, the Joey Desarts. They got to be practicing PKs. I, I, we know what Pato can maybe do. We know what, and, 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 and they miss too. But I mean, every single person in that squad needs to stay for PKs, in my opinion. Uh, you know, we can definitely push this Nashville team to that, just like Australia did Peru. Uh, they, they pushed for the penalty kicks, you know, and they ended up winning the whole damn thing, right? So um, Orlando needs to stick to uh, their A lineup. You know, I think they should be, I think in my opinion, it should be Urgent Cara's number nine. We should have Mauricio Pereira right here. Facundo Torres. I will, I will keep Jake Mulraney. I think in the past few games, Jake Mulraney has been playing phenomenal for Orlando City. Um, and I will keep him there. Uh, Junior Urso says that Araujo for sure. And one thing I say is, um, you know, Robin is back. Rodrigo is back. I don't expect Antonio Carlos to start. Uh, I, I don't think it's, I mean, I don't know the level of his injury, right? Uh, if he's fully recovered, then we will see the tandem of AC and, and Robin again, right? Uh, but if we don't, we need to stick what's working. And that, and that was Robin and Rodrigo, right? So, and then for this game, if, if Moutinho, I want to see Moutinho as a change of pace player. So I actually will start with Kyle Smith as left back, personally, because he could defend more. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that Moutinho doesn't defend. I'm saying Moutinho, to me, is more of a weapon of the attack. He's an addition to the left flank that maybe somebody like Jake Mulraney can have right behind him. He could also start initiate, shoot from distance. We've seen him do that. We've seen him get himself included in that attacking play. I would like to, if the game is 0-0, 45 minutes, minute 65, I think we should see Joao Moutinho in uh, for, for Kyle Smith. Because at that point, it will give us enough time to create attacking plays through the left flank. You may want to probably refresh the mid, you know. Now, in the Cincinnati game, what taught us is, and I'll, then I'll give the mic to Dave, that we need to see more of our strikers, you know. I mean, Pato had a bad game that day. But this is – and I know the players understand this. This is contention for a trophy. So this – I think this is at a different level. So everybody needs to perform 10 points or more, you know. Um, and Kara, it's not a striker that would generate its own play. He needs somebody that will push him to score or, or give him a pass to score or maybe an aerial threat across a set piece. Uh, he, he's, he's not going to grab the ball and carry the attack, just like maybe Daryl DK used to do, or maybe like uh, Alexandre Pato would do, right? So let, let's see what we have. You know, then we have Tesho Akindele too in the bench, right? Um, 
we need to definitely see more of the attack linking up and working. Um, I'm happy that at least against Nashville, we're going to see back Mauricio, Jake, and Urgent Cara, which those three has been working perfectly with, with uh, Facundo Torres, right? So what are your expectations against this team, against this Nashville team? Because, look, Dave, they have some interesting players, man. I mean, everybody's playing at a high level. Like Hany Mukhtar, two goals. Sapong, Dax McCarty, and say like his rebirth. Like every game I see Dax McCarty play, like he, you know, you you want to tell him to retire, but he's been playing a high level. You know, what are your thoughts about this Nashville team? Can I give the microphone to Paola and then I, I will uh, give you guys my thoughts? Um, like uh, who said it in the um on the comments? Uh, Citrus FC. Uh, Mukhtar is having is having you know his momentum right now so the, that that's their secret weapon <clears throat> something that we need to defend and I know that Jansen will be on top of him probably on that back line um, I think we need uh, payback from last year that we because of I'm not gonna mention name because of the referee uh, we lost that position to the playoffs. So I know that they have that little back burner um, to win this game, obviously. Um, Jake, I, I I think he cannot play, unfortunately. So I, I'm, I'm going to be curious who's going to step in for him. Probably Benji on that left wing or Pato. I, I, I don't know what's, what's the strategy behind it. But um, I know that the we just have to defend attack fast and i believe that facundo with his fastness he will he will score for us uh dave yeah and uh, good point paola uh unfortunately um jack Mulraney cannot play for us because uh, he already played for atlanta at the beginning of the tournament so once you play for a team you you can't you can't uh play for another which is a shame because as a, as a Steven H fan with, with Steven H uh, friends on Wednesday, I would have loved to see that a former player, former manager on the pitch, see how that will work out. Um, Hani Mukhtar, CJ Sapong. That's it. These are players that got our number that have hurt us in the past. You have to, uh, you have to, uh, uh, you have to neutralize them. That's that point blank. We have to neutralize them. Um, I, I I I was I was telling fans on on Twitter that if we win the Open Cup, we earn it. And everybody's telling me, well, you you earn every trophy. Yeah, sure. But here we're facing demons. Okay, a team that has been a very vogue team for us. And if we win, we're gonna be facing a very a, a very good Red Bulls team. That 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 got our number. That they they managed to defeat us uh, easily. So it's not gonna be uh, a walk in the park like other clubs that have managed to win the Open Cup by playing a bunch of lower league teams or teams that are in bad shape, and then you know they get to brag that uh, they 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 go to CCL two two years in a row under the same trophy. But you know that's a story for another day. I, I I think 
just like we were been saying, the club represents our community, and the the the, the fans I see themselves identified with the club, um, who represents our city. The players definitely play for our city, and and I wanna I wanna give you guys something very personal. I, I have so many times that in my personal life. I had to fight against adversity. Uh, you know, I come from humble beginnings, and I have managed to 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 do big things in my life. I had never let people who told me, "Hey, you're too short. You have an accent. You don't have the right connections." I never let any of that stop me. Look who's gonna be on the pitch come Wednesday. A guy that used to work at a horseshoe factory driving a forklift, Robin Jansen. Um. I, three guys that come from from nothing, from nothing. They had the, they had the meal ticket for their families to get out of poverty. Gaston, you know, Gaston Gonzalez. Well, Gaston Gonzalez is not going to be on the pitch, but he plays for the team. Gaston Gonzalez, Facundo Torres, Cesar Araujo. You have um, you have a player like uh, Kyle Smith who just got elected to the. Uh, to his high school's Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Kyle. A guy that was working as an accountant and on a whim spent $250 to go on a tryout with Louisville City. We have players on the in, on, on this team, Thomas Williams, Wilfredo Rivera, players that have beat the odds. If that doesn't motivate you, that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. These are not superstars. These are not guys that their fathers were uh, superstars, and they were uh, they were given the opportunity to play in an in an academy of a big club. And these are guys that everything they have, they had to claw every inch to get there. And those are the guys that are gonna be on the pitch on Wednesday. So if you can make it, let's go and support the boys because Oscar Pareja. Uh, had a, had a, a 20 minute speech with the boys this morning where he reminded them who they're playing for and what they're playing uh, uh, who they're playing for and what they're playing for if that makes sense right um, this is this winning a trophy it's gonna be a monumental moment for our club and for the city for the city for the city thank you for the it's city for the city for the I mean, city Orlando, monumental, Orlando monumental. won anything. Absolutely, monumentally. So we have to be there to support our team. Friends, we have to support our team. I'm going to make the sacrifice Wednesday night. Listen, I have I have two meetings and two service calls Thursday morning. My first meeting is at 7 a.m. So I am going to make the effort. I'm going to make the sacrifice because my team needs me now more than ever. If we lose, there's no tomorrow. There's next year. Okay, great. But the opportunity is now. We don't know what's going to happen next year, my friends. Like we have said before, we are three games away from glory, and we have to win. The boys are going to sweat that, that jersey for sure. I know that. But we have to go support them. And, again, these are the moments that we live for as fans. If we lose, you know what? Not the end of the world. Thank you for uh, great effort. <laughs> Excuse me. That means that now we can put all our energy into making playoffs, which we are going to. 
Uh, but if we win, friends, if we win, we are going to defeat a very good Nashville team. There's not going to be any excuses. Now, the Alexi Lalas and the, uh, 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 the 12 men of the world are going to have to shut up and finally admit that we're good. And if they don't, that's fine. That's fine because those people probably are never going to give us credit. They're never going to give us props. You know, you don't hear Alexi Lalas. You don't hear 12 and talking about uh, uh, talking about Open Cup. You know why? Because the LAFC is not there. LA Galaxy got destroyed by a USL team. You don't hear any of that. Minnesota United got bounced out by a USL League One team. You don't hear any of that. You don't hear any of that. All you hear is the these clubs are supposed to win anything. So they, they always downgrade because Atlanta's not there. New York City's not there. Uh-huh. Listen, we're going to win that championship. And that the road to the championship starts Wednesday. The To me, one of the key things that Orlando can do tactically in this game is win the mid. How do you win the mid? Uh, I'm going to put the picture of the lineup for Nashville for last game. So, hold on. Where is that? It's right here. There you go. So, you got Leal, Dax McCarty, and Davis. Uh, out of these three, Leal is um, their change of pace player. They're the ones who he could, you know, get himself into the attack. He could shoot from distance. He's the most dangerous guy, in my opinion, in them three. Dax McCarty, he's a hothead. I'm going to say this. He's a hothead, and we need to take advantage of that. This is where we get set-piece plays by pissing off Dax McCarty. Um, he's already shown that he's a hothead, so we need to take advantage of that. And we have dynamic players in the mid. We have a player that doesn't, never gives up, that is Cesar Araujo. I actually think it's going to be quite a cool matchup to see Cesar, which is half his age, step up to him and winning, winning that 1v1 one, one one battle against Dax McCarty. In his hometown. Exactly. And then you have Junior Urso. Junior Urso could be that player that could get fall on the ground and free kick for Orlando. And we need to take advantage of the set piece. Now, Orlando doesn't need to... Even though we're playing at home, I believe because of the opponent that we have, we need to be very cautious. We can't just attack and attack and, 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 and go for the kill right away because this team on the counter could kill you. I mean, it is the truth. I mean, they have dynamic players on the counter. That's why they play with five. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a five out the back, but uh, these two right here. So... Um, Mule and Lovitz, uh, they are the so it's a it's a it's five defenders, but these two, they stay compact and attack together. So in a way, there's five people in the mid, right? It becomes like kind of like a wall, right? Having Leal and McCarty being like the the ones who recuperate the ball, and, and, and on our side, we need to focus on winning those those battles, those those one v one battles, and Take advantage of corner kicks, set plays, wait for them to and hit him on the counter. And I, I mean, their game needs to be our game. You know, they, we need to recoup the ball and hit him on the counter. With with whom? I mean, uh, with uh, when Mulroney won't be there, it could be Benji Speed. 
Facundo Torres or Alexandre Pato if he's going to play on the right side. But um, we need to do our game that way off the counter. Uh, and if the game stays nil-nil, then, you know, again, penalties, right? So that's something that it's going to be, in my opinion, I think we have a little bit of an advantage because of the keeper that we have, because of Pedro Alessio. You know, um, but Orlando doesn't need to get desperate. The ones who, the favorites here are Nashville. And Orlando needs to play with that. They need to play me mentally. They have to say, okay, you're the favorite. You have the, the added pressure. But in a way, we have the added pressure because we have all the fans in the stands. Right? So they need to realize they need to stay compact. They need to recoup the ball in the mid. And to me, that's going to be the key part. If we start losing transition plays, if we start dropping the ball, passing the ball incorrectly, turning over the ball constantly, They are go they're, they're such a good team. They'll capitalize on the opportunities, no problem. Shooting from distance, look at Mukhtar. Free kick, set pieces. They have players that can do us a lot of harm. We need to wait for them, recoup the ball, do our possession game, and wait for the kill and attack them through the flanks with Ruan and uh, also, I mean, uh, Joao Moutinho if he starts. Right, that that to me needs to definitely be the plan for Orlando City, winning the mid. Uh, what are your thoughts there, uh, Paola? I totally agree, and um, we just need to be paying attention to the lineup and see. I, I think on Saturday was a wake up call too to the coaches of what happened. Like we were missing that key player, our magician Pereira, right? And without him, we couldn't score. Regardless. So on Wednesday, when he's back, because I know he's going to be back, we have to take advantage of that. And we have to make sure that we have a plan B and a plan C just in case nothing bad happened um, to to the players on the warm up. But I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Luis and David. Like we, we need to be smart in our defense and smart and are attacking and hopefully we can crush um that midfield that I know that Cesar Araujo he's gonna win something this year in the MLS for sure he has been a tremendous player I like how he plays I think he's one of my favorite defensive midfielders so I, I just want to see how it turns over on Wednesday for him Dave what are the keys to victory for you against Nashville again Uh, we get, we need to use the width of our pitch. It's one of the biggest pitches in MLS. Take the width. Uh, we have to we have to make them chase the game. Like I said, we can't let them score first. We gotta neutralize CJ Sapong and Hani Mukhtar. Uh, we just gotta we just like you said, Luis. They they are the ones that have the pressure. Uh, they are the ones that uh, have been anointed. Um, Uh, by many as the team that is is going to win the whole the whole thing, uh, you know we just gotta make it uh, really difficult for them. If we take if we three things if we let if we go the distance with them, and we push it to penalties, my money is on is on Orlando City because again we're gonna have enough time to recover for Monday's game against DC at home. 
which we'll talk about later. And um, they again, they they are the, they are the team that has to jump on that airplane, come down here. We're just gonna make it difficult and frustrating. Midfield definitely is gonna be a huge factor, uh, in my opinion. If we have Junior Urso, Cesar Araujo, um, you know, Andres Perea on that midfield, or uh, obviously uh, Mauricio Pereira is 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 the one uh, my 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 choice. Uh, we have a Benji Michelle. I, I'm not saying that they're gonna be all starting. I'm just saying, it, you know, with the changes and everything, uh, we get five changes. So uh, we can we can, in my opinion, if we if we can go and 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 and, and pick our moments. I, I see our comment um, uh, from from our friend Jim D. If you can pop that up, thank you, Luis. Uh, we are going to need Kara and Pato on the field at the same time. Not sure we are capable of playing a counter attack game. We're not aggressive and we are not aggressive enough in transition. And I partially agree with this, uh, Jim. We have not been seen as an aggressive team as as of late because of injuries and suspensions. But if we go back to the game against Montreal and we go back against uh, at, at the game against Chicago early in the season, you saw us being that attacking team. Uh, Gaston Gonzalez was supposed to be the oil to the machinery to get us more aggressive. Unfortunately, things went the way they, the way they did. I think. Uh, Jake Moraney has has been a suitable replacement, yeah, but unfortunately can't play. So, but I, I I feel I feel that now that we are sort of getting the the band back together defensively with uh, Antonio Carlos and uh, Robin Jansen, Pedro Alese. Uh, listen, Antonio Carlos, in my opinion, he's going to start. Antonio Carlos is, is is Antonio Carlos push himself to come back early. This guy is a winner, a champion, and my money's on him. If we go and we're inspired and we f- we're feeling froggy, my friends, we're gonna jump. And we're gonna get them on the counterattack. All it takes is one moment of one moment moment of brilliance in this game, and we can walk away with the victory. Indeed. Um, let's read another comment here. Jesus Ramon. This is the acento de Paula. The Paula's accent is the the cutest thing I've heard all day. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, you got your fans. Yeah, your fans, Paula. That's awesome. There you go. Um, so, I mean, this this game is going to be make or break it, right? I mean, definitely. And, uh, you know, there's a great opportunity for Orlando. Like, again, even though Jim D says that we're not able to play the counterattack, I mean, this is the opportunity in which we have to. I mean, in, in my opinion, we, we, we have to play the best game in the past two or three weeks. There's no tomorrow. Because there's no – it's all or nothing, just like the title of the episode today. There's, there's nothing else. Orlando has a huge chance to be that – team to represent the league in Conquer Champions. And um, it will be great for the city. And uh, Orlando will be, Orlando City will be the first uh, major sport team that actually has won. Uh, I mean, I know that Orlando won the Eastern Conference uh, finals or whatnot, 2009 and, and also in 
1990, I think it was 1994, 1992. I don't remember very well. Uh, it was 94, I believe. 94. But this is a trophy. This is a trophy from a major league. This is uh, something that the whole city should celebrate. And I know that these players want to give the city what they want, right? Because they live here also. So I, I want to see re recouping the ball, staying compact, uh, have Mauricio Pereira distribute the ball in the attacking play. And then when they stop the turnover, that's huge. It's been huge this season for Orlando City. I cannot... You know, I, I've seen Orlando turn over the ball constantly, too. We, we cannot do that against a Nashville team because this Nashville is not Inter-Miami. It's not Cincinnati. They're, they'll punish you, I mean, when they have the chance. So, And one thing I, I do not agree with Dave is rushing Antonio Carlos, right? That injury, like I said, I don't know the magnitude of the injury, right? So, I mean, great to see him back for sure. I don't want him to, you know, get himself so riled up and eager to play and then boom, bust. We miss him the rest of the season and probably the beginning of the season for the next season. So um, we need to take him step by step. If there's um, a tandem that's working, which is uh, Ruan and Rodrigo, let's start with them and then maybe add Antonio Carlos later on. That would be, that would be my suggestion because, you know, I, I want to – I want him to. I want him not to be injured, right now. If he's fully healed and you know he 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 wants to do it, then you know that's fine. But um, you know we need to definitely in the second goal for Cincinnati. I mean the back line fell asleep um, in the second goal for Cincinnati. So we need to definitely take a look into that. Uh, what are your thoughts, Paula? I'm with you. I, I wouldn't rush Antonio Carlos. I don't want him. I want him to finish the 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 season, the MLS season. And I know that he's he he was frustrated that he was um injured because when he got injured, I, I was with one of my friends watching the game, and he's like, "Oh no, he's faking it." I'm like, mm -mm, "Antonio Carlos is not that player. I know that he's not faking it. So I know that he takes by heart like each game, like every other player. But I know, um." that he recovers because Oscar Pareja said, said it before in interviews that he recovers really, really fast. Um, the, the, the benefit for us, he said to Gabi on Saturday that he was two weeks or a week in advantage of his, his recovery. So I would, I would start Schlegel and then start, um, start him in the second half. I don't know. It depends. Cause Schlegel might have the best, um, game in the world on Wednesday so we don't know but um, let's see what happens um, I'm thrilled to go on Wednesday I'm going to the West Club on Wednesday first time um, so <laughs> you, you better win Orlando City I'm just kidding but you better win I'm not kidding so <laughs> those are my thoughts uh, Luis excellent excellent so Dave uh, I think you have a couple of uh, of um, like little itty bitty pieces we're going to talk about um on our yeah yeah absolutely so the, obviously this game uh means the last game in the month of uh, june and uh regardless of what happens uh, the month of july is critical my friends because 
this this season we already played 17 games that's half of the 34 games that we had uh, on schedule uh, that means that we have July and August September and only two games in October to define who's gonna be in the playoffs um, it is my opinion that the month of July is gonna define who is going to be going to the playoffs traditionally we always know that the the month of June, July, or we're considered the summer of pain, the summer of sadness. Of fortunately for us, we have under Oscar Pareja, we have shunned that to the side. We find ourselves comfortably in a playoff position at the moment. I don't see us falling behind. So this is what the month of July looks like. Uh, starting Monday the 4th, we are uh, playing at home against DC United, at DC United that is having major, major problems, just lost, just got a beat down by uh, uh, Nashville at home. Then after that, uh, sat uh, Saturday the 9th, we are going to be receiving um, uh, Miami, Inter-Miami. Uh, this one is for Pride, Inter-Miami. Uh, just bested Minnesota United uh, at the end of the game. Again, they were losing, and they managed to, to come back from behind. So they're very dangerous. And they're going to come to Orlando with two goals, uh, embarrass us at home, number one, and number two, uh, make make it to the playoff spot and obviously try to avenge the humiliation of, uh, of their Open Cup run against us. After that, on the 13th, we're going to be going to Colorado, a super the most the most difficult place to play in North America, second to uh, Ciudad de Mexico, Mexico City. The height it's it make for any sport makes it super difficult. So the boys are going to go to a place where we have been hot and cold the past few years. Colorado uh, is having a, an okay season, in my opinion. Um, we don't know who we're gonna get. The, the 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 strong Colorado or the Colorado that ain't feeling it that day, hopefully will be the second. Then after that, on the 17th, we get to go to uh, to Atlanta. It's going to be our early af afternoon game, 3 p.m. Uh, we have never won in Atlanta with fans on the stands. I think it's time to change our fortunes. Atlanta right now is looking like they may not be making playoffs this year. Um, they are very weak. They're not the Atlanta of years past. Toronto just painted their faces this past weekend. Uh, in my opinion, psychologically, it's time to start giving Atlanta L's on the constant. Uh, we're going to be having a friendly against Arsenal on the 20th. Uh, for all of you that are going to go, I hope you enjoy it. Personally, you know, I don't have a lot of interest. It's not my team. And I, I hope that we do not play any of the starters because I don't want injuries. Uh, and then to close the month, we are going to be receiving a Philadelphia Union that right now is first in the East. Philadelphia Union that wants to avenge their defeat against us in Open Cup. And we are going to go on the 31st to D.C. United. Hopefully at D.C. United that we're going to be able to sweep because I just don't feel that in, in those four weeks they're going to recover uh, from, uh, from, from their, uh, their problems. Uh, at the end of the month of July, we're going to see a definition of teams that are going to be uh, the ones that we know for sure are going to be in playoffs and the ones that are going to be gravitating towards either going up above the red line or below. 
uh, and some teams that are just gonna call it quits for their season. August is gonna be is gonna be one of those months where we're gonna see a little uh, uh, definition. September by September, in my opinion, uh, it's, everything's gonna be set in stone. I don't see uh, decision day in October being a factor for us. I think at that point we will know what our future is. Now, at this moment, <coughs> excuse me, at this moment, my opinion is the teams that are going to be one, two, three at the end of July, those teams are definitely going to be making playoffs unless something catastrophic will happen for, to them. And the teams that are going to be four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Those are the teams that are going to be jockeying for, for positioning. Right now, uh, I think, to be quite honest, Chicago, D.C., and Columbus, their season's over. I just don't see them coming back from their, their issues they have. Toronto, Atlanta, and Charlotte are teams that are working through stuff. If they are, if, if they are smart and they manage to, to get points on the road, definitely they're going to be a contender. Uh, Miami, it's a, it's a hot and cold team. I think that, I think that uh, Phil Neville has finally figured it out. Campana is, is uh, I'm, I have to admit, I'm super jealous of this player. This, this, is, uh, this is a player that is dangerous and, and can score goals, can punish you. If you are not, uh, if you are not careful enough, we saw that this past weekend. Now, Cincinnati, like I said, I just don't see them as a playoff team. And the, in history and uh, statistics are going to prove me right. New England may be a team that uh, definitely will figure things out or they will stall in where they are. Obviously, for us, definitely we have to have a strong July or our playoffs hopes are done so. And right now, uh, Philadelphia, New York City, Montreal, uh, and New York Red Bulls look like strong contenders. They, um, you know, they, they have nothing uh, going for themselves other than the, the – the, this tournament uh, out of the East, only us and New York Red Bulls are clubs that are still uh, having aspirations in Open Cup. And so that means that we are playing against a lot of teams that the tournament, it's everything for them. They are not resting anybody. They are not uh, rotating anybody. So with that said, uh, this month is a make it or break for us. Uh, Nigel Thompson says, uh, with J Jack Relish going like this, All right? Um, sad defeat for uh, Man City, I'm gonna say, in the, in the Champions League. We need to stop playing into the hands of bus parking teams. If they want to play anti football, we need to do it harder and force them to play football instead. I agree, I think it's a great assessment right there, Nigel Thompson. Jim D says Miami is a different team with a cigarette smoker on the bench. They're much more dangerous. I mean, look, Leonardo Campana, uh, he was a bust in Ecuador. I'm going to say this because uh, a lot of people don't know. Uh, not a lot of people have a high regard of him uh, for his national team. But uh, he's been performing perfectly for the, in the MLS, and I think he's a threat for sure. He's a great player. I think he's, um, he's going to boost his career even more. Uh, Club-wise, he really has not performed the, you know, when he was not in Miami, he's, he's had some good games and some horrible ones too. Orlando, I think, needs to get another attacker, in my opinion. I mean, I, I personally would get another nine. 
There are nines on the market, by the way. I don't know if uh, scouting is listening, but there, there, are, there are players on the market that are completely free agents that have won stuff. And, I mean, they're probably not the age group that we're looking for, but they're going to be a threat no matter what. There's one guy called Paolo Guerrero, right, that was the top scorer in, in Peruvian history. You know, he's a little old. But he's fully recovered, and he's less desperately looking for a team. You know, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, desperately looking for a team. Be, I think it would be a great competition for Urgent Cara, especially if uh, the club gets it from very cheap, uh, the negotiations. You can get a deal like maybe Alexandre Pato, right? I don't know. I mean, it's just a, it's, it's a possibility. I mean, he's definitely not a DP, you know, and uh, talking about DPs and talking about not Orlando City things, Gareth Bale is in the MLS now. Gareth Bale in LAFC with TAM money, uh, with allocation money. What are your thoughts with that, Dave, real quick? Listen, uh, great player, but uh, it's it's more of, I, I think it's taking steps back again. The sense of we're bringing uh, all, all the players to collect a last check, but big but here, like you said, it's not a DP. It's ten money. Uh, you're bringing it to a to a team where he's gonna be a role player, and you know players like that are super dangerous because if you have a player with his pedigree having to come in for 20, 30 minutes, not play every game, ninety minutes, uh, it's gonna punish you. Uh, and I would like to remind everybody uh, that we had uh, Julio Batista as one of the the best uh, super subs that we ever had in in in, in Orlando City history. The, I call him the king of the 80th minute. That guy came in at the 80th minute, and that's all he had to do. He would come in, and if and, and you don't have to believe me, you don't have to. Uh, you can go back and look I at the, him. at the games at the games on on YouTube. Uh, the, the highlights of those games, he, co- he came in at the 80th minute, boom. He either scored winners or he either scored equalizers or he got uh, fouls in dangerous areas that conducted us to, to score uh, free kicks, and uh, he got us penalties. We don't have that player right now. That we could be have- Paulo Guerrero, man. I'm, sa- I'm telling hey, you. Know, I'm just yeah. saying. Listen, I, 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 I will take Nani, who was this past week. Yeah, Nani, 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 Nani. yeah. and, and uh, not only that. I mean, I'm just saying, guys. I mean, I know. Scouting is listening. Paulo Herrera is available, right? Uh, and he can give you those moments. Um, I, I wouldn't say he he's – I think Urgent Cara physically is better fit than him, in my opinion. But that – savviness of what to do with the ball in critical situations that that, that leadership that that that, that uh, you know being so uh, in your face right mm-hmm. without fear that without fear look he has it he's he's proven yeah. you know, I, and, and, listen and, and i i, I Yotun, don't know Jotu wants to leave peru by the way that's another thing that i wanted to mention peru Jotu wants to leave peru we'll take him you know <laughs> i I'm will take you. him back i don't mind yeah i'll, I'll, I'll drive to the airport right now I'm just saying. <laughs> well, you know, I, I tell you what, the the the, the window obviously uh, has opened, um, and uh, there's a lot of clubs making moves. I don't know if Orlando City is uh, is doing anything. They're very tight lipped. I haven't I haven't bothered um, Ricardo like I always do. Like, hey, 
is there anything on the works or whatnot? Um, but I know there have I know there has been there there has been talks of of people flying out of MCO, of making moves. If anything, <coughs> excuse me, as a betting man, I think that probably on this window we may see some interleague uh, uh, trades, uh, bringing some necessary uh, players. Uh, just just to, uh, you know, basically keep us afloat until the end of the season. Um, one of the things that I have said is as the Wolves start investing and spending money, we're going to be saying goodbye to, to some players. I, I feel that right now in, in our roster, we have players that, that not necessarily – I'm not going to say they're not – good MLS players, I'm just saying they're not what we need right now, right here. And they, they have a future somewhere else. And we have seen that with pride. We have seen that with Orlando City, where players that here, they, you know, they didn't fit our vision. They'll go somewhere else and, and, and they do fantastic. Uh, but uh, right now, this team needs to score. It's a problem. It has been a problem for years right now. And losing, losing uh, Daryl DK. And losing uh, uh, Luis Nani did not do us any favors. So, I what Orlando City can do for me, and for my blood pressure, and for 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 my happiness, is they can surprise me with with out of left field signing that is gonna come in and is gonna is gonna push us through. That all, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like Luis, you guys know when I talk to you, when I have talked to you uh, personally. I am that annoying fan that that, 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 that wants to win. And I, I know these guys are winners. So please, please. Yeah, look, I can only, I can only, I, I, I cannot speak of any uh, Colombians or Brazilians or Uruguayans, honestly, because I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm more closer to the Peruvian League. And I'm going to tell you this. The MLS is making a lot of noise in South America of the level of the league. It's growing and growing every year. Uh, Peru is not going to the in the, the World Cup. The MLS is making huge buzz over there to the point that people are watching it there now uh, in, in, in massive numbers. And uh, there's a player that's a very exciting player. He's about 24 years old, I think 24, 25 years old, from the team that it's right now really close to crown themselves champions of the Apertura, so the first half of the year, right? And they're going to go to Copa Libertadores next year for sure. And, and, and is this guy, Luis Iberico, he could play the nine, he could play left wing, right wing, and he could play as a second striker. So he plays four positions in, in attack. Young, fit, you know, I think he, I mean, if we're looking for future, I mean, he, he already said it. My, my goal is to go into the MLS because I love the league. Because I love, I watch it. That, that's the league I want to play. So I'm just saying, guys. Then you have this guy, too. I mean, I can only speak about Peruvian people because that's, that's the other outlet that I got. It's this guy right here, Paolo Guerrero, right? He's fit. And then, you know, then you have Yoshi Atun, which obviously he wants to leave Peru. I mean, that's what, that's, that's, that's what I've been told. I mean, I don't know if, if my sources there are correct or not, but he, he, he wants to leave Peru. His wife wants to leave. So... You know, uh, hopefully we see this this transfer window, you know, some surprises because one thing that is missing in Orlando is uh, 
the attack. You know, we got Urgent, we got Pato, but Pato, he's he he could play so many positions. There's gonna be a space for Pato no matter what, you know. Uh, and also, you know, then we have who else we have there? I mean, <laughs> outside of Pato Tesh, I mean Tesho, I see him more as a six sometimes. When he comes in, it's when the game is you know tied and we want to keep the tie, or, or or we want to just defend. He's great at recouping the ball. He's a hold-up player. He's a hold-up player. He's a hold-up player. Now, I'm just saying, we're still missing that face. And you say that 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 that, that leadership, that, that player that has achieved everything that they could achieve in their career, and they can still give you four solid two or three solid seasons more before they hang it up. And you can have somebody like Urjan Kara benefit for that too because they play the same position. So I'm just saying, throwing it out there because I think it'll be, I mean, it'll be, Orlando needs, I mean, we need to see more of the attack. And I think Facundo Torres, even though he could play the wings, I, I would like to see him right behind the striker. I, I honestly would like to see him on Mauricio's position because. Once Mauricio, you know, if Mauricio gets injured, like, like you know, because he can get injured. I mean, he's not made out of, out of steel. Um, we can have Facundo play his position right there, and it'll be just plug and play, right? All right, okay. Nij Thompson says, we don't talk about the Champions League here in Manchester unless you're in Salford, the red lot obsessed over it. And, and my friend, Mr. Thompson, as a Steven H fan, we are going to ring Southwest Bell this season in League Two. We haven't finished business. And I, I stand behind that statement 100%. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, it says here, uh, Jim D, I think our scoring problem comes from our system and tactics, not necessarily our players. Um, yes. And, and I, I'll say no, too, because um, you need. I mean, we've we've tried everything. I mean, I've seen Pareja tried everything. I don't know what what more he can can, can he do. I mean, uh, we just need more of a presence in the attack. Uh, we need to score the set piece. That's something again that we're not really executing, in my opinion. Yeah, we're not um, scoring. We're not scoring from uh, from from set pieces. Nobody shoots. No, that's true. Everyone wants to pass the ball and make the extra play. That's very true. Nobody's shooting. Um, in uh, on uh, we are we're squandering our opportunities on um on corner kicks and and I have, I have to be very judgmental of Orlando City for a minute because when when Adrian Heath was our manager uh when we when the referee pointed to a corner kick half the stadium will stand up because we knew something was going to happen we have players that that scored consistently uh, from corner kicks, we always make magic happen. And since uh, since he has go, uh, he has left the club. I don't think that the corner kicks have been uh, very fruitful. I know on their um, uh, uh, Jason Christ, we tried that short corner crap that did not work at all. If you wanted to see a, a frustrated person, I myself in that era, completely forgettable. Um, so, so I, you know, I, I personally think, um, that while Oscar Pajal has a style that he wants to implement an identity, 
Um, it's also on the players to 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 make the attempt to shoot. Uh, I think uh, we have seen many times where our players will will ferry the ball across goal without without shooting, then we lose the ball, and then there goes the opportunity. Um, this is. Um, I would like to see a more attacking Orlando City, a more aggressive Orlando City. Felt that with Nani and uh, DK, we sort of were heading in that direction. Unfortunately, we lost them. We can't think of people that are no longer here. Uh, so hopefully, like we have said, uh, this summer window, we make some additions, and um, and then in this, and then in the winter, uh, we fine tune it again. Uh, before we end up the, the show today, I want to thank everybody to, that, that's been live with us. And uh, obviously, if you've missed it and you're listening to this on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, thank you so much as well. And uh, make sure you subscribe to all our channels. They're in the description. If you click on the, on the link, the description, you see all our, all our outlets, all our channels that we are uh, live at the moment. And you can check us out also on Instagram and Facebook and, and YouTube. Nijay Thompson says the players haven't taken enough responsibility in a lot of matches in the attack. I think, um, you know, every, every, I mean, this is the way I applied because of South America. I don't know how it is, but the way it is in South America, in my opinion, uh, there is a leader in each part of the field. So you have a leader, a leadership role in the back line, which is usually, you know, in Argentina used to be Sanetti at some point. In, in Brazil, it used to be uh, Dunga in 94, right? It used to be the coach of Brazil at some point, right? Um, or Tafarel, the keeper, you know? In, in Peru, is Pedro Galese, right? Um, in Orlando City, I think you see the leadership from Pedro and also maybe from uh, Antonio Carlos, right? Now, in the mid, you also have a leader there, which is Mauricio Pereira. He's the captain of the team, right? He, he, he's so important in the, in, the, in, the, in the scheme of things for Orlando. Without him, we suffer. So uh, we have his presence. But up front, you know, we have youth. We have Virgin Cara, you know, a dynamic player. Uh, we have also Alexandre Pato. Uh, but again, you know, uh, you know we, I think we are missing something still. I, I don't know what it is, but I think Orlando needs to... Um, I, I wouldn't say it's the system because they've tried everything with the system. Yeah, they've tried Pato on a, on a wing, Pato behind the as a 10. I mean, something is there still missing. And hopefully, you know, in this transfer window, we're able to find it just like we did with Mulraney. Oh, David, uh, you're, you're muted. muted. You're muted. We're missing uh, 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 Kevin Molino type player. That's that, and personally, I, I think. That that we need to we need to have this type of it factor player, this uh, protagonist, the protagonism that Oscar Pareja always mentions. You know, we we need a player like that. I felt that Benji was gonna give us that. Benji knows he is in a contract year. Benji's a local; he wants to stay. I I I, I see his urgency. I don't feel I don't think that Benji will be here next year if he doesn't step up his game. He knows that. I, I'm not this is something that that is, is well known. And, and and Benji if 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 pressed, he will tell you that. I think that this, you know, this game on Wednesday is the game for players to say, 
today's the day. And, 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 and to give the microphone to you guys, uh, maybe Paula to, to add or something. Paula, Paula, yeah. um, the, if, if we want to remember, when we played New York City in the playoffs in 2020, what happened? Unforeseen moment. And uh, Rodrigo Schlegel just stepped up to the moment. Stepped up to the moment. And he managed to do it because that's what winners do. That's what winners do, my friends. They go and win games. And I feel that in a historical moment like this one, because listen, I don't I don't I don't mind losing Wednesday if we go out there and we and we give everything we have. We don't roll over and expose our belly. Well, I don't want that. Because part of the game is losing too. It's unfortunately it, it is what it is. If the other team is better than us, I have absolutely no issues losing. But we have to have players that, you know, just to quote Benji Michelle, I will die for this club. When uh, in 2020, with 10 men, we defeated uh, Columbus Crew to secure our home playoff game. So that's that's something that needs to happen. We Our players need to f- find themselves and find that urgency and then find that moment where they, you know, uh, legends live forever. Legends live forever, and that's it. You know, and you know, you you can, if if you want to be a legend, you'll have to be you have to be willing to uh, step on the pitch, and create that magical moment. That's right, uh, Paula. Uh, final thoughts. Um, we're closing the the show. Um, I will say. That like David said and, and you said they, they have to step up and, and, and take leadership, whatever it is. I know that Galese, look at what Galese did the other day. He was in Qatar, he flew 14 hours in a plane, and here I am present to play a game. And he said it in the after in the <clears throat> in the after interview with Gabby, like he's here to win an MLS Cup and the open cup and the open cup as well. So let's see. I wanna. I want everybody to step up. <laughs> I always say every time that someone like do a corner kick, I always say to the TV, "Hey, come on, let's earn your salary." Just as a joke. So I know that they're gonna step up on on Wednesday. I'm gonna be there on the West Side Club, hopefully behind the home um, side bench. Uh, new experience for me. I never sit down in that section. So if you see me, say hi. Um, David and myself will be. Um, sitting down in the stadium, and Luis will be in the in the in press, the press box. box. Yeah, I wanna, <laughs> in the I wanna, cool people box. No, I wanna <laughs> I wanna give thanks to again Diogo Koshko, Right, he's always been uh, very. Uh, he's spent years with the club, and he's been very influential. Uh, I didn't get the chance to ever talk to him one on one on on the way I wanted to, but uh, you know he knows that we. We care and thank him for everything that he has done. Uh, you know, definitely supporting. Uh, you know, it, for him, it wasn't the size of your outlet. It was what you contribute to the club and what you contribute to the city of Orlando, right? Uh, I also want to give a, a shout out, real quick, a very special shout out to um, Riley Ellis. Uh, she's a fan of our show. She retweeted, uh, re- reposted it on Instagram. So I wanted to just give her a shout out. Uh, thank you so much for watching, Riley. She's like one of the biggest Orlando City fans, and she enjoys it and enjoys our, our content. And we 
we truly appreciate that and uh, what you do also for the city because we all play a little part of making this city beautiful, right? So um, thank you so much for that, Riley. Um, also, I want to encourage uh, everybody to subscribe. We are at 400 subs now. Uh, we, we need to get to that 1K mark before the end of the year, hopefully. Uh, pass the word around. You know, um, Let everybody that we're here um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we'll try to bring you the best content possible. I know right now that Peru is definitely not going to go to the World Cup. Now I'm going to have even more time to, to dedicate to Orlando. And uh, another thing is gas prices are crazy, man. Like, man. Like, uh, you know, um, I, it's, 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 it's insane. But anyway, that's a different talk for a different subject. I appreciate everybody that's been live with us uh, today. If you are just getting into the, into the stream, put it back, rewind, and, and watch it again. Thank you so much to Paola, to David. And vamos Orlando, right, guys? Hey, one more thing, David uh -huh. um, and, and Luis. I just want to say that on Wednesday, me and David will have some special stickers. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so if you That's see right. us, we have Loud and Proud Orlando yes, podcast we have stickers. Lower bowl, lower bowl, and uh, I, will, uh, I will make sure that I leave some of them with our friends from Orlando City Fan TV to, to give away as well. Uh, and a quick thing, uh, since Paul is talking about the West uh, Club, I'm going to be uh, on the West Club on Monday uh, for, uh, for the game against DC United with my whole family. So please do not feel, uh, you know, restrained. Come say hello. I'd love to, to, to meet all of you and talk Orlando City. Uh, lastly, uh, and, and Luis, we can't leave there's three comments. I don't want to leave them on, sure. on, on red. Uh, and before Luis do, does that, uh, I also want to tell you guys, uh, I will be returning, uh, to my vlog, uh, the legendary David this, this Wednesday, I'm going to be, uh, watching the game with my friend, Colin Jackson from Stevenage, England. And, uh, I plan to have like a, like a, like a five, six, seven minute, Uh, interview with him about his experience uh, uh, coming to see American football for the first uh, time, MLS, uh, compared to football in England. So if, if you would like to get that perspective, Legendary David on YouTube. Take it away, sir. Uh, the hunker down. It says Facundo and Kara need to take that next leadership step. I, I believe so. I mean, Facundo was a huge part of Peñarol. Uh, he has that quality. I mean, and Kara as well. He was a huge part of Rapid Vienna. This is our first season here, right? So I would like to see him. But I mean, I'm not giving up on them at all. I just say we need an added plus. We need that Julio Batista, right? We need that player that you know this guy has won Club World Cup, is a, one of the top strikers in Copa America history. This guy, uh, he sees Carlos Vela, and he's like, I don't care who Carlos Vela is. I've, I've accomplished more. He sees Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He's like, I can, I can you know Gareth Bale, oh, yeah, you know, I've done this, I've done that. So we need that type of player, in my opinion. So I, I do believe that they're going to step as leaders for next season for sure in the attack, and we will look to see them more. And, and Nijay Thompson says, we know how Nashville will play. They'll press in the midfield. They'll be defensively solid. They'll probably foul persistently. That's right. If our style doesn't work, we need to take players, like, uh, uh, see the players account take accountability. I, I do agree, and, uh, you know, they'll. we need to – 
win the midfield, in my opinion, in order to win the game. Uh, and we need to take advantage of a set piece. And that's why we need our strikers. We need Pato. We need Kara. We need Tesho, right? We, we, we need them to, 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 to score. And because we have the set piece takers, we have Facundo, we have, uh, you know, uh, Mauricio Pereira. You know, you know, uh, this is a, this is a all or nothing. Uh, Nijay Thompson, do whatever it takes. If it's clear, the system, if it's clear, the system doesn't work. Yep. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Jim D, the West Side food is tasty. There you go. And uh, if you see me, right, walking through Gay D through me media, feel free to say hello. I'm, I'm very approachable. <laughs> no, but I, I try to walk fast because I have to check in. I make sure to check my bag, make sure, you know, I have my credential. But, um, you know, I appreciate every single person that watches the show live as well, all the groups that we repost our stuff and, you know, people that like Riley, you know, that that supports the the podcast, supports our, our brand. So we, we, we appreciate it a lot. So and thank you to David and thank you to Paola and vamos Orlando, right guys? Vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Let's win. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.